Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News brought to you by Cutting to the Bone in the Post-Truth Apocalypse. Check out our main podcast. I'm Ben. As usual, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey. And today we're going to take a dive into some of the weird shit we found on the net this week. In a segment we like to call Weekly Weird News, as I already said. Let's dive into some chat. See what we caught with this week, boy. Yeah. Here's one that's terrifying. Robot dogs now have assault rifles mounted on their backs. It was always going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was. was always going to happen. Well, have they never seen Terminator? <laughs> I know. Ghost Robotics and Sword International have teamed up to create a rifle-toting robot dog called the Special Purpose Unmanned Rifle, or SPUR. The system adds a 6.5mm Creedmoor rifle from sword to one of Ghost Robotics quadrupedal unmanned ground vehicles, or a QUGV. Either way, they've stuck a relatively high calibre machine gun on the back of a raw terrain robot fucking dog that can probably run about 20 miles an hour. What if it just clonks its leg though? It could go, you know, rolling out of control. It could do, but there's no different from any other soldier that could fall over and pull the trigger, is it? Mm, and he's so. deciding the kill shot, the robot. Well, I think if you, at the moment, uh, it's Human. probably... Um, Surely people will have, like, you know, um, Xbox pads and, mm. you know, that they're playing with with their screens around them. Yeah. That and is it ugly would... a sin, that is, isn't it? It really is. Are they not in Terminator? Oh, no. This is how it starts. That looks like, what's that big mechanical thing on Star Wars? Big mechanical thing? Oh, and a, an at a walker thing. The big walker, that's a, it, it looks like that with a bit of bend, a bit of a bend in the legs, doesn't it? Well, it's the baby version. Yeah. <laughs> it's the proto at isn't it? It's a look, but these things are fast as fuck. Yeah, capable of precision fire to 1,200 metres or nearly 4,000 feet. Ooh, that's good, isn't it? I'd say so. Well, considering that I was trained to shoot at uh, 600 metres, 600 yards even, as a standard rifle distance, so, you know, your sides are set to 600 yards. Oh, fuck, now we've got to work out yards into feet. I can't, oh. Be, oh, I can't be doing that. Oh, well, Boris wants you to, Mike. He's going to bring you back. He'll bring back Imperial measurements. He's going to cater to a fucking demographic that's going to be dead in 10 years and the only fuckers that know it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, either how way, feet, 600 feet in a yard. 12. Is it? In it? I thought everything was 12s in, in that. 12 inches to a foot. Meters, meters, meters. Centimeters. We work in both, don't we? We're fucked up, man. Yeah. We're talking about height. We don't talk meters, we talk no, feet. feet. No, you yeah. see, with, with height and Football weight. is yards. Yeah, with height, height and weight, I, although I have started doing kilos, because when you lose more weight, it sounds better in kilos than it does in stones. <laughs> yeah, I turned two kilos this week, and it's like literally like two or three pounds, but it's like sounds more, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> For height, I do feet and inches, even, I never do metres. Oh, I do metres now. But then distance, I do uh, sort of miles still, I guess. But, <laughs> but then, like, I use... Centimetres and, and metres. But when you go swimming in the swimming bath, you do 25 metres, you're 50 metres. Yeah, but yeah. the pool, but the depth of the pool is measured in fucking feet, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll have feet and, and metres on the side, yeah. What bastard hybridisation of everything. Yeah. 
Well, the idea was that everyone who started, everyone who was used, who grew up using the old imperial measurements, they're all going to die out. We're all going to use a metric one. It's natural progression, isn't it? So you've labelled them both, or you've labelled it in inches, millimetres, and centimetres. When they, you know, when rulers, they're just like, right, we're going to get rid of the inches. Hmm. They're going to have to do that one day, aren't they? Well, not if Boris has his way like, but. Well, that's it. You know, he wants them back. These things also, as well, they're going to like. There'll be centralised command via virtual reality headsets. He looks like he's playing it on some sort yeah. of PS, PS, you know, like a PSP. Yes, yeah, basically handheld PSP, <coughs> virtual reality. These things are just so it is humans to target it. Then, yeah, like, it is. Something. You're basically playing card mm. with a robot dog. But how long before they become autonomous? Well, not autonomous. How long before they're uh, acting on their own programming? Well, that's a big question, isn't it? Whether they will or not, uh, I guess in time they would. No. I don't like it. I don't like giving robots guns. No. I think if their batteries can always run out, I think it's not an issue really. It's when they've got infinite power. I well, you, they've got infinite robots. Power. They've got robots now that can consume living matter as fuel. Right. Okay. So you're gonna have flesh-eating robots. Yeah. Basically. Human flesh-eating robots, probably. Well, they only made them sort of like little little nanobots, aren't they? The little flesh-eating ones, no? Then you've got the nanobots that could devour you in a second, or swarming into your bloodstream and just eating you from the inside out. Yeah. Terrifying! doomed! <laughs> Don't give robots guns, is the point of this article. Especially robot dogs. So as soon as you see a robot dog, and be like, ah. Look at that robot dog. And then it's going to shoot like, me. It doesn't look like a dog though, does it's it? It's going to lure me into a false sense of security. Looks very military. Yeah, but what if they start making them look like dogs? Yeah. There's a Black Mirror episode about that. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. This is chased by robot dogs with guns, yeah. No, I haven't seen that one, but still, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, pretty frightening. Hello, what's this? I have threesomes with God. It's the best sex of my life and gives me heavenly orgasms. <laughs> threesomes? Jesus. Jesus there as well. No, her husband's there. Oh. Anita Marie, 45, from Colorado, admits her husband isn't always aware that the Lord has joined them in the bedroom, <laughs> but insists they get it on at least twice a week. Hey, oh, that's it. Stick your finger up my arse. Hang on, that's not your finger. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> I think that's what this is. I think she's just screaming, oh God. A Christian OnlyFans model claims she has regular threesomes with God. It's the best sex she's ever had. Good for her. Saying a prayer before they get down to business, Nita says it has improved her orgasms and her sex life is now the best it's ever been. Wow. When you invite God to be a part of sex, you change the act from something purely physical to something sacred and spiritual, she explains. I've been asking him to join me and my husband since the very first time we made love. Is that not just maybe her husband's not up to scratch? Mm. Maybe he's not satisfying her as much as he should. This is a coping mechanism. Maybe. It's fantasy, isn't it? No, it's God, damn it. <laughs> you just blasphemed. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. God told us to carry on stripping. Hmm. Isn't that only OnlyFans, isn't it? They can p pay to see you. Yeah, pretty much. Sort of like cam work, isn't it? Camera work. Yeah. yeah. Cam girl sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much. But literally anyone can set up an OnlyFans account. <clears throat> and you can follow anybody. If you pay, yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. Watch my sex and everything, yeah. I don't think you can fuck him. You can't, but you can watch my sex. Oh yeah, you can watch. Yeah, watch them do, watch them do the stuff they're not going to give away for free. Damn you, OnlyFans! <laughs> well, they do put some stuff on um, Pornhub for free, I'm sure. We'll probably do the samples, but samples are the same. Like I like a storyline. But <laughs> <laughs> well, her husband doesn't even know God's there. So I feel sorry for her husband. He feels like he's a bit of a cook. Hmm. Oh, I bet it's like you're fucking me, but God's getting me off. Imagine not knowing about it all. He just picks up the mirror and says he's missus, <laughs> and he's just like the fuck. <laughs> Wait, she does OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> When he's at work. It's funny what it is. Hey, there's good money to be made, apparently. I start doing it myself. Just give me tickets and only fans and see if they don't give me a quid. <laughs> You're optimistic, a quid. It's worth, it's worth at least a quid. Moving on, right. If you go down to the woods today, well, the lake district. You might find an abandoned tea for two. Photographer Asher Cooper said that when he first found the table and chairs about 300 foot, here we go, 91 metres away from the path, yeah, he thought it was an art installation. Um, right. Pictured here is two chairs, table. Cake stand. Cake stand, looks like a, some sort of wine, a couple of plates. And on closer inspection, he thought the half-eaten food and glasses of fizz were uh, abandoned by a celebrating couple or something. Ooh. So Mr. Cooper said, above the Blatan, where's Blee that? Bleetarn? Yeah, it's probably just like a region of the Lake District. Right, okay. Was probably left by somebody from the Instagram generation. Yeah, Mr. Co Mr. Cooper sounds like a boomer to me. You bloody Instagram generation. Probably an influencer, isn't it? They're probably saying, oh, look, I'm wherever, somewhere exotic, having having tea, and it's just in the woods behind their house. Yeah. Do you know the shit they do? Like, to make it look like they're going they're on a jet, Yeah. yeah they get a toilet seat, yeah. Put it next to them. Have like a glass of champagne and stuff on it. Sit yeah. back in a reclining chair. It looks like they're on a plane. Mm -hmm. It's just a toilet seat. Never. Yeah. And if they think, if they, if they want to be in a pool, they get like a ten foot pool like mine. Get somebody on a ladder above. Yeah, and take a picture like you know on a sunny day. Mm. But they're only really in a kids' pool in the garden. I think. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably, if they're getting a toilet seat. <laughs> yeah, honest, it's mad. Just to it's keep just to keep up the look of yeah. jet set in yeah. this and that. It was even a job. Oh, it's so bullshit. It's so bullshit. I mean it's just like I'm an influencer. Well, you're influencing <coughs> people to be dicks, clearly. There's more dickheads out there than ever. Stop influencing people. They're just being controlled by companies to flog their fucking shit, that's all it is. Yeah. But it's all fake. The whole thing is just fake. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And of course, people are thinking, oh, you know, look at these having a time of their lives and that, and my life's depressing, and no wonder fucking suicide's through the roof. Mm -hmm. Young people. Oh, you, you see that um, that fucking restaurant in London, that Salt Bay restaurant. Oh, that's come under some criticism for so, a hundred and fifty pound burger or something, isn't it? Someone went for like they had. Someone went and they uh, like a you know couple went. Anyway, the bill was something like 37,000. 
They did have quite a few bottles of champagne and some some vintage wine, but the yeah, but the steak was like twelve hundred quid. Fuck you know. Yeah. And all this guy's famous for is fucking sprinkling salt in a really fancy way. <laughs> and he's opened this restaurant and he's a Turkish guy. I mean, you know what? I say all power to him. If someone's fucking prepared to pay you 1,200 quid for a steak you've sprinkled a bit of fucking gold dust on, <laughs> right, in a fancy way, then all power to you because if there's some idiot out there willing to part with that much money, take it off him. Take That's it off him. sick, doesn't it? It's people using food banks. Yeah, and then you've got cunts going and spending 40 grand on a fucking night out at this fucking fancy restaurant that charges... It's, it's ridiculous, mate. I couldn't do it. I, I... Even if I was rich, I wouldn't do yeah. that. Yeah. I'd still be happy with an Uber Eats Mackies. <laughs> or go with the spoons. Get a beer and burger. Oh, I get the fucking spoons. I'll draw the line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> beer and burger, Mike. Can't oh. knock it. Yeah, he's a twat, but it's a fucking. I've never had a bad meal, and it's you know what you're getting. I couldn't do. I'd be ashamed. People starving and a fucking twelve hundred dollar steak. Oh thank God for that! You thought you said eight quid for a beer and a burger. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be ashamed to have a beer and a burger for eight quid. Yeah, Are you a... mad? <laughs> I think this has been a. Eat the stale ones. Have they been for free? Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you going out with your pack of urban foxes? <laughs> I think this has been a sort of, you know, a moonlight feast for these for this couple. Yeah. And they've gone off and chagged and they'll be like, you know, they'll be back for it, maybe. I don't know. I mean, someone's definitely drank at least one glass of champagne and someone's only had half. Yeah. It, may have, been, might... it may have been like, I don't know, uh, anniversary or something and then there's something romantic. But it's probably just an Instagram thing where they faked it. They think they're, you know, look at us, we're somewhere yeah. exotic, having champagne and, yeah, it's bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's creepy, though. I mean, it's like almost like a bit Mad Hatter-esque, mm. isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's like if... I guarantee you someone did some kind of Alice in Wonderland thing, maybe, too. Could be, like you say, it could be the um, the couple doing their little thing. It could be very well be an influencer, or it could be just... Uh, yeah. Someone doing a Mad Hatter photo shoot. Yeah, I was thinking photo shoot. Should we move on then? Move on. <laughs> I've just seen this headline, um. my God. <laughs> this is an Irish paper, I'm guessing, Sunday World. Yeah. Murder trial. Woman who killed man and cut off his genitals says she was inhabited by the spirit of Princess Diana. I, I always know. said she was nuts. I don't remember her being a cock-cutting crazy bitch. What's going on? She loved a cock or two, did Diana? Yeah, didn't cut him off, though. She may have. You don't know. Uh, <gasps> no, she was far too nice for that. Oh, she wasn't. She wasn't a saint. I thought she was quite well-spoken and very, very gentle in she, her manner. She was. She was no bloody saint, same as the rest of them. She loved. She, she was lovely. Oh, yeah, I forgot you were in love with Diana. Yeah. You know, do you think Gary's Charles's baby? Come on. James uh, uh, Hewitt. She's the best of a bad bunch, let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's a baby-eating lizard. You don't know that, just part <laughs> of the aristocracy. <laughs> anyway. Okay, oh my God, this is fantastic. A Kenyan woman who has pleaded not guilty to murder by reason of insanity told psychiatrists that she was inhabited by the spirit of Princess Diana 
who helped to fight a Kate Middleton plot to endanger Prince William and other members of the royal family, a trial has heard. That is one of the best sentences I've ever read. <laughs> the ghost of Princess Diana took me over so because Kate Middleton was planning to blow up the royal family. Oh. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. A consultant psychiatrist yesterday told the Central Criminal Court that the accused Grace Miano, 53, was, in his opinion, possibly the most floridly schizo-affected person he'd ever met. Oh, dear. She's uh, definitely having some ideas of grandeur, isn't mm -hmm. she? Just a minute. The trial had heard that Miss Miano told Gardy, uh, Gardi, uh, as you must believe, that she killed a man who lived, she lived with to protect Prince William and cut off his genitals after death to protect women. Well, I'd say that's shutting the, shutting the stable door after the horse is <laughs> yeah. isn't it? How did she kill him then? I, I assume that he bled to death through the penis. No, she cut the genitals off after death. Exactly, so how has he died? Well, maybe we'll find out. Mm. But how is that going to... This yeah. is in Dublin? Is it? Yeah. So what's the guardy? The, the, the uh, Irish police? Uh. Yeah, she, she, she's in Dublin. County Dublin? Fox Rock County Dublin? I wonder what her accent's like. Mmm. <laughs> Miss Miano was also known as Margaret Sloan, which is a bit more Irish, I guess. Mm. Prosecution counsel James Dreer told the jury that it is the defence's case that Miss Miano suffers a schizoaffective disorder, that she did not know her actions were wrong, and that she was unable to refrain from her actions at the time. Wow, well that's going to get quite dark here where she says that she, she tells her defence counsel she could remember being raped throughout her life and that she could remember a rape as far back as when she was 13 months oh, old. Jesus, that's probably going to cause mental problems, isn't it? Yeah. Can you remember from 13 months old though? I don't know. I don't know. She said that she's been raped and beaten regularly since she moved to Ireland in 1989 and alleged that the deceased was one of the men who raped and beat her. But then she goes on to say that Miss Miano believed that Dr O'Connell says that Miss Miano believed that British royal Kate Middleton arranged a plot that resulted in the defendant's children being taken from her in 2013. What? He says that Miss Miano believed that Miss Middleton had visited her in different guises, but the defendant knew that these people were Miss Middleton by the way they shook hands. Shapeshifter. Oh. He said... Want to eat her babies? Oh. Miss Middleton abused her and that the Duchess had arranged a killer and members of the British royal family by hiring a homeless person. Uh, Miss Miano told the doctor it was her duty to protect the royal family, especially Prince William, and that Princess Diana would inhabit her body to do so. <laughs> <laughs> The killing of Mr. Mzoma, Miss Miano told O'Connell, was carried out by the spirit of Princess Diana when inside the defendant's body. So it wasn't really her, it was Princess Diana. Princess Diana killed him. Yeah. Miss Miano also told the doctor that Princess William, Prince William's life was in danger and that she was his secret girlfriend and fiancé and sometimes son. Hey, What? <laughs> there you go. Bizarre. Secret girlfriend, fiance, and child. Wow, that is impressive. That <laughs> means Prince William's fucking his own son, pretending it's his girlfriend in her head. What? I don't know. 
Dr. O'Connell told the court the accused believed Prince William would send a text and that a noise on her phone alerted her to his protection of her. Let's have a look then. That's what I'd be like. And the witness said that Miss Miano admitted to killing Mr. Emzoma, but she believed a drink was spiked on the night in oh, question. Oh, fucking hell. He suffered 65 external wounds to his body, including the removal of his genitalia post-mortem. Dr. O'Connell goes on to say that she was intensely psychotic and suffered with mental dysfunction, and that is, in his opinion, she was not in control of her actions at the time of the killing, and that a not guilty verdict by reason of insanity was an appropriate one. I'd say so, at mm. the time. Dr. Wright told Mr. Dwyer that Miss Miano had hallucinations of soldiers in black ordering her to kill Mr. Mzoma and had told the doctor that Princess Diana told her to do it, told her she did it. Mmm. And now she's in the Dockass Centre for Women, she reads religious material and said that God told her to observe penance for the killing by not washing or eating for a week. Is that all? That's it, yeah. You're off with it. Don't wash or eat for a week. Psychiatrist said Mrs. Miano suffered religious persecuty beliefs and believed she was on a mission from God, and uh, her arrest was due to a conspiracy to prevent her from providing protection to Prince William and Prince Harry and from fulfilling her religious mission. Oh God, she just gets crazier. Yeah. I mean, hit with a poker. She hit him with a poker. Uh. Fifty odd times. Well, well, Princess Diana hit him with a poker fifty yes. odd times. That is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. And one of the finest paragraphs I've ever read. <laughs> Without doubt. That is amazing and tragic. Definitely Let's not tragic. forget the tragic. Still. I think we should end the show there. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it gets weirder. Okay. People are lodging nicotine pouches in their buttholes and foreskins for a buzz. No. Oh. <laughs> Young people in Scandinavia are placing nicotine pouches meant for inside the upper lip in their buttholes and foreskins to see if they feel its effects. Some users say their nicotine cravings disappeared, while others say they only felt burning sensations and got rashes and swelling. I bet you did, you twats. It's a burning. <laughs> There's a burning in my rectum. Have you ever had any nicotine gum? No. Have you tried it? No. What? You're meant to chew it a bit and then place it on your on your gums yeah. and sort of let it and it does tingle a little bit. Yeah. So I'm not surprised if they ugh, this is just Yeah, nicotine pouches called snus in Scandinavian countries are typically placed inside the upper lip. And they may seem like a safe alternative to smoking or vaping. It comes with their own risks including skin irritation, addiction and gum disease. Well of course addiction, that goes the yeah, same, yeah. doesn't it? Does anyone try a nicotine patch? No, I've never, I've never tried any of that. I never, I've stopped smoking. I've just cut. I've just quit. Mm, I've tried a nicotine patch. It sent the whole arm red. I don't mm. know if it was the sticky stuff on it or the actual nicotine going in through the body, but it, it, you know, not good. I tell you, I did vape for a bit actually. I got bored, and I realised that there's more hassle than cigarettes. Mm. Got to buy the liquid or I've cracked my tank. I've got to have a new tank for the oh. Me, me wires burn out, I've got to replace that. You're like, oh, fuck it, I'll just buy some backy. It's easier. Mm-hmm. So if you do maintenance on the thing, I've got to smoke. 
Yeah. Danish health expert Charlotte Romer said she'd heard a similar story from a patient. They got drunk and one forgot to take out the nicotine patch again. The next morning he woke up and his penis was red and very swollen and hurting. Don't stick it there! <laughs> I mean, fucking... Right, Mike, I'm sorry Claire, this is going to be a male conversation for a couple of seconds. Mike, would you do anything to risk your penis unnecessarily? Definitely not. No. No. I'm not putting anything in there. I'm not putting anything next to it. it uh, uh, no. It's very valuable to me. Yeah. Fez is nodding. Yes, yes, I also like I also like penises. No, I wouldn't have a, put a, like a you know a nicotine piercery up my up my vagina either. Mm. That's true. Why would you or up your butt? Why? What do you think he's gonna do? Use it as it was intended. Just stick it in your upper lip and accept you might get a bit of irritation. Or just have a cigarette. Whatever. Oh, God. Why have people got to put stuff in strange places all the time? Beats me. Okay. Undercover cops posing as drug buyers arrested by undercover cops posing as drug dealers. Hey! A huge mistake led police officers arresting each other. Undercover police um, went to Detroit and posed as drug dealers. However, thanks to a mess up, another police group thought that they were real drug dealers and so they raided the house in what turned out to be one of the most embarrassing things ever seen in the department. (laughs) They're lucky that no one died. Yeah, they are. Yeah. The incident occurred when officers from the 12th Precinct in Detroit went undercover with the purpose of pretending to be drug dealers so they could arrest buyers. Two buyers went to the house where they pretended to pretend drug dealing police officers but there were actually police going to undercover to arrest people selling drugs. Oh, it's a mouthful that, isn't it? Yeah. They were from the 11th district of the... Oh, so they're the next one along. Ah, oh, so there's no communication, is there? Yeah. They began to search the place, and when they arrived, they were wearing body cams that captured the whole incident of the officers fighting and punching each other. <laughs> It was said the whole incident turned out to be something like you would see on the Keystone Cop silent films. Um, oh yes, I'm aware of the Keystone Cops. I'm not actually. It's like really no, slapstick. Is it? Very much like that. Like they're going, they've got the old, you know, you must have you put it absolutely in some way. Mm. The old like, police running in lies of the trenches going, oi, 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 Yeah. You know, that kind of, yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. Except silent, but it's like, and then they just all running around doing da 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 the way you get trenched in yeah. Recently I went back and watched some of the old Lauren Hardy films. Yeah. They're not too bad. Why were they always in bed together? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want to know. I watched one where there's like a piano, they're trying to get a piano up the stairs in this house and in the end they just trashed the house completely. It's quite good. No. Can't be a bit of slapstick yeah. sometimes. Well, after all this money has been wasted on both of these, now there's an investigation into the <laughs> into the why this has happened. So it's just chucking money at it all the time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's just legalising it, fucking over with, for fuck's sake. Well, we just finished watching The Wire, haven't we? Yeah. Going through The Wire again. Well, I watched it the first time, I watched it again. And when they actually had the, what they called, um, Amsterdam. Ham- Amsterdam, in the, <laughs> it's like an abandoned part of the city, like, go there, keep all your drugs selling there, 
and you take drug taking there and the police won't bother you no violence there though no violence or you will you, yeah you will be arrested and he just took it from the streets to this abandoned area where all no the crime one went down all the crime went down but they still fired the guy because we can't be he seen to legalise drugs yeah. they fired him they had health workers and everything didn't they they were giving mm -hmm. out free needles and condoms they were like they couldn't believe it because they are like we can't reach these people do you know what I mean the charities and that it's yeah. really difficult to, to get to these people you know you put them in there but they're all in one place so we can get there and give them all the help, then you know. If they, all the help we need, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it was mad. All the crime went down, and the the bosses were like, "Do they show us like a forty three percent drop in drug related crime or something yeah. like that?" And they're like, "Well, that's amazing, but How have you done it? How have you done it?" He's like, "Well, I've just basically put them all in one area and told them they can do what they want as long as it's there's no violence." And and like, what? You legalized this sort of bitch's legalized drugs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. It did. It's just, it's just madness. It's just a game they play. Mm -hmm. They call it the game. They know it's a game. It's just a game of cat and mouse between them and the police. Well, it's, it's you know, who brought the drugs in in the first place? The fucking CIA. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they lit. I mean, that's not even that's not even a conspiracy theory. The CIA literally introduced crack into the inner cities. They they have been proven to be trading weapons for drugs. And you know, like, you created the problem. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's, oh, it's crazy, isn't it? And then you've got police, I mean, in the 80s, two police shot each other in the article. You're like, oh, God, it's... It's just, it's, it is a game, you know, it's a game, it's cat and mouse, and one side's going to try and outsmart well, the other. You'd have thought that there would, there would have been a boss over both of them precincts and the same one that happened in the well, 80s. Well, there is, but they kept it under... Thing is, well, they, they, they'd have known that both precincts were doing, you yeah, know, so... Well, there might be reasons for that. I mean, obviously, undercover operations have got to be fairly secret. Mm. So it's like a few people, it's like the boss and a couple of people, the other people know. But if they've strayed into 12th District's territory, and 12th Precinct's territory, and he hasn't told 12 what's going on, yeah, yeah. or they, they might just simply go, they fucking hate each other. Mm. You know, you can say, oh, yeah, all these, the police forces and all that, they're so professional, but... People still fucking hate one another. Mm. Yeah, you know, if you think, race, isn't there? yeah, if you think the guy in the precinct next door is a dick and a, a an ass kissing career man, then you know, fuck him. I'm not going to tell him what I'm doing. I'm not sharing information with him. He's a dick. It happens. It happens more than anyone cares to admit. And on that bombshell, mm -hmm. I've been Ben. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Cutting the Ball in the PTA on YouTube at Apocalypse Ball. You can find us on Spotify um, and we'll be providing links for, for different things soon, different platforms soon. But we're on pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast under Cutting the Ball in the PTA. I'm in Ben. Thank you for listening and don't put nicotine in, don't put anything inside any orifice that it's not supposed to go in. Mm -hmm. Now I know that anything's a dildo if you're brave enough, <laughs> but just people just don't do it. Stop doing it. I mean, Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire. Don't be a sad case influencer. Yeah. You just think, well, like, it's just bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, and also the ghost of Princess Diana's not to tell you to cut people's balls off. <laughs>